Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Train Happy Podcast. My name is Tally Rye and today it is a solo episode. I wanted to take the opportunity to have a chat with you answer some of your questions and just check in with you as we come to the end of the year and the end of our episodes for 2021. We're going to be back in January with, you know, all the stuff you need to start your new year in the right headspace. And I know that I I expect a lot of us are going to feel the presence of diet culture really heavily come January and even as we go into this festive season. So let's have an opportunity to check in today. Let's give you a bit of a pep talk and then we will be back in your ears in January to give you more support as you need it. But before we do that, let's just catch up on a few Train Happy Podcast notices Well, as I'm recording this, it is the week of the Train Happy Journal release, which is so exciting. At least it's the release here in the UK. If you didn't know, I have created the Train Happy Journal, and this journal recaps on the principles of intuitive movement and is designed to give you 30 days of journaling to help you kickstart your intuitive movement journey. So, I got a notepad, I hand drew out the 30 days of the journal pages and the tasks and you know everything and it has been turned into a book which is so exciting with the most beautiful artwork and the most beautiful inclusive artwork by our artist Andrea who I'm just in awe of. Her work is amazing and I'm so thrilled Um, we got to include so many of her drawings in the Train Happy Journal. If you know, you know. If you've seen them, you know how cool they are. Um, And so I just wanted to remind everyone that you can get the journal if you're listening to this before December 2nd in the UK or internationally. You can pre-order and pre-orders make such a huge difference to the success of the book. And that also goes for my US listeners as well. The official release date for the Train Happy Journal in America is January the 11th and if you are there and you want to pre-order this journal as a belated Christmas present to yourself or to a friend then please please do because every single pre-order matters, every single pre-order contributes to the overall success of the book and it basically helps us bump up lists and all sorts and so if you get that recognition through lists and things more people will want to stock your book, will want to talk about it, will want to feature it and hopefully that means more people will have that antidote to diet culture when it comes to exercise in the new year because that's what we're planning. This is what um, you know we set up this release date for was to help you have something to give you a different approach, get you in a different mindset come January or any point of the year but as we're talking in December right now, for January. You know what I mean. 
So if you do want to pre-order those or just order yourself a copy at this point, then I have linked the US uh, pre-order Amazon link, the UK Amazon link, and there is the International Book Depository link all in the show notes. And if you're uh, outside of the US and the UK, you can get the book right away, both the Train Happy book and the Train Happy journal right away on Book Depository. And I wanted to remind you, because as we are going into Christmas, if you are thinking of treating yourself to one thing in 2022, can I recommend it be the Greece Train Happy Retreat? Because it's going to be absolutely epic. We have our final few spots left. You'll be joining other people like me, like yourself, who are looking to be surrounded by people who want to work on their relationship with fitness, with food, with their body image, but you're doing it in on the island of Crete in the most stunning villa overlooking the most crystal blue waters and you get to sunbathe by the pool but do workshops on intuitive movement and body image and then you get to go out for meals and enjoy the local town and swim in the sea and all the rest of it. So if you wanted to treat yourself, you can still put your deposit down now for the Greece retreat and there are payment plans available for 2022. So I've linked all of that in the show notes for you. And of course, we can't get into your questions before we talk about this week's very festive train happy trooper of the week. This week's Train Happy Trooper is the lovely Catherine. And Catherine says, my train happy moment this week was stopping a workout. I love to start my weekends with a good workout, but this Saturday I began to exercise and immediately felt my body protesting. I was sore, tired, and normal exercises felt way more laborious than usual. I recognized that my body was trying to tell me something and I stopped the workout and just spent some time stretching. The old version of myself definitely would have loved to have pushed through the discomfort to fulfill a compulsion to work out because I felt like I had to. Even though it was still a little uncomfortable for me to stop the workout, I'm proud of myself for listening to my body and allowing the rest I know I needed. Thank you, Catherine, for sharing that and just normalizing, taking that break during your workout. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And What's so exciting is that you're starting to really understand the way your body communicates to you when it's not feeling it, when it's not up for doing the workout, when it does need rest. And I think that is so huge. Um, And that idea of unconditional permission to rest that we talk about so much is so present here. And that's awesome to hear. If you would like to be featured as Train Happy Trooper of the Week, and just a side note, the fact that I uh, did a little shout out on the last episode and asked you to send in your Train Happy Troopers of the Week, I've been really pleased to say lots of people have, but we want to hear from so many of you. So please send them in. We'll be featuring you in the new year. So do get in touch. You can direct message us if you have a Train Happy moment over the next few weeks. And that's on our Instagram account so DM us at train happy podcast or you can email us train happy podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you we always love hearing from you 
If you want to get to know Catherine a bit more, you can see the rest of her Train Happy Trooper feature on our Instagram page. And do follow the Instagram page in general because just because we're not posting podcast episodes doesn't mean we're going to be silent. So come find more um, from us over the next few weeks before we get into January over on our Instagram at Train Happy Podcast. Okay, so today's questions actually come I thought I would do two questions because I know myself and I know I'm not really good with short concise answers and I want to give you I want to give you detailed answers so two questions actually came from the same person the lovely Bianca she got in touch via her Instagram with these questions but they really kind of summarize all the questions that were coming in and all the different you know perspectives on this and so I thought as Bianca asked such great questions and I I feel like these are quite universal um, questions that have come in so we're going to answer them so our first question from Bianca says how do you manage the dips that take you back when you are healing or feeling like you have mostly healed your relationship with food and movement and body it's hard to get out of the dips when you get back to old ways of thinking so any guidance would be helpful so first things first Bianca and everyone else, I want to tell you that dips are normal. They're to be expected. So just don't panic. And in fact, if you're making real progress with your relationship with food and exercise and everything else right now, and say your future self has a moment of, has that moment, you know, has that momentary dip, has that, you know, kind of thought of those old diet culture thoughts of, oh, if I, maybe I will just you know, not eat carbs for this meal, or maybe I will just get up early and try and burn off some calories. And I think this is especially going to be prevalent as we head into what can be quite a triggering time. Expect them because they're really, really normal. Any sort of healing, (laughs) any sort of healing is not linear. You know, we expect this constant upward trajectory of progress and I think sometimes when you're coming from a place of being quite perfectionist around how you eat how you exercise all of that stuff then to bring the perfectionism to your healing journey as well is understandable but it's not helpful and so just let go of that expectation of yourself that you're you're fine you're solid you're sorted because chances are you're gonna face a wobble at some point I faced many a wobble on my journey and I expect to face several more, you know, in the coming months and years ahead of me. So don't panic. That is my first bit of advice. Do not panic. Now, why do we have these wobbles? Why do we have these dips that Bianca referred to? I believe we have these wobbles and dips because often they're a sign that something deeper is going on inside. Now, I did a post about this recently on my Instagram account, and I used the diagram of an iceberg. And, you know, we see the tip of the iceberg above the water, but actually the largest part of the iceberg, the hugest part of the ice is underneath the water. It's submerged where no one can see. And at the tip of the iceberg, in the context of when we're talking about our body image and our disordered behaviors and thoughts around food, exercise, dieting, and the way we talk to ourselves negatively, and just those old sort of unhelpful, disordered, slightly destructive 
patterns and behaviors that we get into. That's the tip of the iceberg. And I think often we think that that tip, if we just sorted that out, then we'll be fine. If I could just get my food under control, I'll be fine. If I could just deal with, you know, my body image, if I just loved what I saw in the mirror, I'll be fine. But actually, we often develop those sort of coping mechanisms. And and I like to think of those as disordered behaviors. You know, in my case, for me, my disordered behaviors were a way for me to cope. And my story is that I lost my dad when I was 17. And I didn't know how to deal with that because I don't think many of us do, even as adults now, it feels like there's no manual for grief. We don't quite know what to do with it. We don't know how to be with it. We don't know how to sit with it and feel it. And I certainly didn't. And I just looked for ways to kind of distract me and keep me busy and preoccupied so that I didn't have to sit with the pain that I had. And so several years later, in fact, quite a few years later, after losing my dad, I was at drama school, another really stressful environment that kind of got me looking for ways to cope and deal with this situation. And the way I found to cope and deal with it was through controlling my food, controlling exercise, you know, being pretty obsessive about what my reflection looked like. And whilst I then, you know, fast forward to a point where I've healed my relationship with food, I'm healing my relationship with my body, I'm healing my relationship with exercise, there's a pain that's still there. There's something that's still there that's still not being dealt with. And that's that iceberg underneath the water. And for me, that was grief. That was a sadness. That was a pain. I didn't know how to deal with it. It was the trauma of going through the loss of a parent. And only through therapy and deeper work and being in, you know, safe and secure friendships and uh, relationships that I've been able to really address those things. And I'll still be addressing those things for years to come because I don't feel like I'm going to complete grief. I'm going to be with grief forever. And so I like to think of those dips and wobbles when you feel like you're making progress on that healing journey and you're thinking like, I thought me and food were good. Like, I know diets don't work for me. I know that, you know, I'm working on my fat phobia, on my anti-fat bias. I know that, you know, all bodies are good bodies and that people come in different shapes and sizes and I'm accepting that. And then you have a wobble and you're like, but this isn't me, this this isn't, I don't believe this. I, I don't think that I'm going to be a better person when I'm smaller, but there's something outside of me and the, or there's something in my brain that keeps trying to tell me that that's what I should do. And that's your coping mechanism kicking back in again. That's the coping mechanism that diet culture taught you. That's the taught coping mechanism. So it's not you. And you've heard me say on this um, podcast before um, how I like to call that voice, that person that tells you, you know, maybe you should go on a diet, maybe you should do this, to call it Simon. And we like to tell Simon to fuck off. So Bianca, when you do have that dip and you start getting those disordered thoughts back in your head, you go, Simon, I hear you. And I'm going to tell you to fuck off because I'm not doing that again. I know where it got me the first time. 
and I'm not going to do that again. But secondary to that, I think it's really important that that is a signpost, that is a signal that there's something about the stuff that's going on underneath the surface. Something has has kind of prodded and poked something beneath the surface that you not, are not sure how to process or confront. And so old thought patterns and behaviors are trying to kick back in to cope with that. So for example, in my instance, say I have a time when I'm feeling maybe a bit triggered around losing my dad or some, I'm just going through a bit of grief comes in waves and I'm just going through a wave of grief and you know in those times I might notice my old controlling behaviors want to kick back in because that's how I know to cope but instead I'm trying to sit with it I'm trying to sit with the pain and discomfort that all my disordered behaviors are trying to distract me from I'm trying to focus on feeling my feelings and with that I want to say in that moment when you're having that what feels like a dip go hmm something's going on here and get curious about what that is and one of the ways you can get curious is to write down how you're feeling write down what's been happening for you maybe you know that you had a conversation with someone or someone made a comment that started to to trigger a few odd things um and figure out what that is for you and I want to really encourage you not only this festive season but going forward to build yourself a self-care toolkit and that toolkit can include your journal it can include you know having uh, resources for you to rely on whether those are books that really help support you and you know get you through it whether it is something like the train happy journal which has those opportunities and those examples to kind of challenge those thoughts that are in your head whether it is having a friend nearby who you know kind of gets you gets your situation and you can talk to about these things it's having a therapist you can call and have a session with and really deep you know delve into what's going on beneath that surface and anytime you have those dips just know that you've got those safe spaces for you to go to and you know that can also be this podcast is a safe space I hope this podcast is one of those things going I'm having a wobble I'm gonna go and listen back to an old episode of the train happy podcast because I remember they discussed it you know in whatever episode and I just know if I listen to that again that will just give me that encouragement and that's why you know I created the podcast because I wanted you to have that resource or maybe it's someone you follow online or you know whatever it is for you figure out what your self-care tools are um one of mine includes doing jigsaws. I know when I'm in my head and I need to just be present and mindful and to get out of my anxious brain, it's a jigsaw, you know, whatever works for you. So Bianca, I hope that got to the crux of your question. And I hope that you don't fear the dips, that you know, the dips are coming. You can ride with them. It's like that wave we spoke about. You know, the waves are coming. You don't, they're not going to push you over. You're going to ride them out. You're going to ride them out. And so, like I said, Bianca did ask two questions. And so question number two, which I think is so relevant to so many of us. 
How do I create boundaries in a kind way during the festive season when everyone's talking about earning the food, January diets, and their body size? It's all so loud. It is so loud, isn't it? And you know what? It's even louder when you're working on healing that thing. It's like when you're suddenly reminded of the color blue and you see blue everywhere. When you're working on healing your relationship with food and exercise and you understand what diet culture is and you really get a grasp of what it is and how it impacts us, you hear it everywhere. You hear it in every conversation. You see it in every little snide um fat phobic comment and tv shows and movies you see you see it everywhere you realized how entrenched it is in our society and so it's really normal to get mad and angry about that and i encourage you to get mad and angry about that but i also want to take the pressure away from you this christmas and i just want to tell you that as much as you are mad and angry and you have every right to be, you don't need to save all your friends and all your family from diet culture. I know it feels like everyone around you is talking about this stuff and you want to scream at them and just say like, please, you know, you're better than this. You know, you, this isn't helping you. This, you know, whatever you, however you feel. I just want to say, it's not your responsibility to heal everyone else around you. And I say this as I'm a fixer, okay? I love, I want to fix people. I want to help people. I mean, why do I do what I do? Let's face it, it's quite evident. I want to help you heal, but I also sometimes just have to let people come at these things in their own time, figure this stuff out in their own time. So I firstly want you to just set that expectation for yourself that it is not your job to have really hard conversations around diets and weight and health and talking about anti-fat bias and BMI and whatever the rest of it is you don't you don't need to convert everyone around you so just take that pressure off yourself and within that I want you to create a sanctuary where no matter the conversations happening around you, you have somewhere to retreat to where you feel supported, you feel seen, you feel heard, you feel held. And like I said in the previous question, you know, at the end of the previous question, it's coming back to that self-care toolkit, right? So have that person on speed dial, you know, have the friend you can call text and just say like, oh my goodness, you'll never guess what someone said. And you can have that person to rant to and vent to, even if that is a physical person, or even if it's just pen to paper, in a notebook, scrolling down all the things people have said, and how you really feel about it, and what you really think, and what you kind of wish you would say, or wish you could say, feel free to write that down. (laughs) And once again, you might find that you might need to take breaks over the festive period, especially if you're going home and being with family a lot, you might need to just go out on a walk and listen to a train happy podcast episode or you know uh go and read a a helpful book you know I'm obviously gonna refer you to train happy obviously um but there's so many great books that we have featured um on this podcast and I'm gonna recommend a few at the end of this question but just have those 
set up in in place so you have your sanctuary and think of it as your sanctuary because you can't control how everyone else is around you okay you can't control what they think and they feel you can control what's going on for you so just set that up for yourself and then when it comes to setting the boundaries in a kind way I think you've got a couple of options and we have spoken about this on the podcast before and I'm going to refer you to previous episodes but I think one of the easiest things you can do is when people when people do say things you know when they do say comments like oh I'm so naughty for having dessert today or oh, I've I've eaten so much on Christmas day. I better go for a run tomorrow and burn it all off. Whatever they're going to say. You don't have to respond. You don't have to even really acknowledge it. You can leave the room. You can stop the conversation. And sometimes I think that silence says a thousand words, you know. You can just opt out and protect your peace by just opting out. And whether you need to physically leave the space or stop the conversation or maybe, you know, if you're in a party setting or group setting, just, you know, oh, okay, go and talk to someone else nearby. Um, You have the option to do that. If you're feeling a bit bolder and you're thinking, okay, I'm in the mindset today where I'm feeling, you know, I want to be a bit firmer, ask to change the subject you know, you can say, can we talk about something else? Because, you know, there's way more interesting things to talk about. Or or just change the subject yourself. You know, whether someone's talking about, you know, being feeling naughty or guilty about whatever. You can bring up another topic of conversation. And then if you really want to, you know, set a boundary. And I think setting boundaries ahead of time, especially in like family situations or in gathering situations where you know that there may be people who are going to comment on your body or comment on food or whatever. And you, and you know what you've been working on. Set the boundary ahead of time if you can. So send a message or have a conversation with the person and just say, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. But I just want you to know that I've been working on some stuff around food and body image and I would just really appreciate it if we just couldn't talk about that that much tonight because, you know, it's something I'm working on and I know it's going to be a bit triggering for me. And that may be hard to say. It might be easier to write and put it in your own words and put it in the way that you would say. But I think it's also really important that once you've set that boundary, you then give that boundary consequences and I want to refer you to the episode we did with Reagan Chastain which was episode 71 and so not not too long ago and I asked Reagan about this I asked Reagan so if you don't know Reagan is a an activist and specifically working in fighting anti-fat bias and she kind of really spoke about how she gives consequences to breaking boundaries around diet talk you know saying if you are going to comment on if, if you do comment on my body or my food then I will I will leave the room or I will have to leave early or I will go upstairs and I, I can't join in until you know unless there's been an apology 
And it might be a case that you don't, um, you know, if someone breaks your boundary the first time, you know, if we're talking about in a kind way, you might want to say, look, I know we spoke about this before, so can we just change the subject? Because, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to work on this stuff right now. And then if someone continues, continues to do it, you go, okay, I'm going to just have to take myself out of the situation because this isn't good for me. And you do that. And then if you can have a conversation, explain to someone what's going on, because I think as well, as much as we know what's going on with us, you know, for people who are still in diet culture and still in that mindset, they're going to think we're the weird ones, right? (laughs) We're the ones who are opting out of something that's so normal and people, you know, bond over. So people may feel that you're overreacting. But like I said, if you do have to remove yourself from a situation, if you do have to really set that boundary and reinforce that boundary, go back to your sanctuary. Have that supportive place where you don't feel like you're the one who's going crazy and that actually it's that diet culture is so prevalent and so normalized people are going to think you're the abnormal one for opting out now if you want more on boundaries I'm going to point you in the direction of two previous episodes one I already mentioned was episode 71 with Reagan Chastain called fighting fat phobia and we spoke we speak specifically about these boundaries around the festive period as well so I think you're going to really enjoy that and secondly I want to send you in the direction of a reposted episode episode 66 that's a reposted episode with Michelle Elman called how to navigate diet talk and set boundaries Michelle is the queen of boundaries she has a book called the joy of being selfish so maybe if you're looking to get yourself a present this season that book is going to be the one for you (laughs) and maybe you can read it before going into these gatherings (laughs) okay that is enough from me today I really hope I answered those questions and gave you the best answer I could and gave you the kind of pep talk and the advice you need going forward into the season but I just want to end with saying firstly a huge thank you for listening to the podcast this year I've been so pleased with the episodes we've been able to make with you the topics we've been able to cover the guests we've been able to speak to and it's just been a real a real joy and so we can't make this podcast without you I so appreciate you getting in touch for train happy trooper of the week sending in your questions I mean keep the questions coming I'd love to do more episodes like this going forward into the new year so if you would like more more Q&A episodes as well do let me know on Instagram because I read all your comments I read everything and I really appreciate your feedback and and everything like that And I just want to kind of leave you with this. I just want to say, you are great. You are going to be okay. I'm supporting you. I'm cheering you on. This podcast is here. Instagram pages are here. The books are here. The journal is here. We really hope that we've managed to give you enough stuff to support you um, on your own journey because we all have our own journeys and we're all at different points and so I just want to keep just want to encourage you to keep going 
keep doing what feels right for you, what feels best for you. And I'll speak to you again properly in the new year. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful break. Really enjoy this festive period. And just have a great time. Just have a great time. I'll speak to you again in January. Thank you so much. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.